another episode of Hot Takes with Panda and Friends. Yet again, because that's kind of what we're doing right now, an NFL episode joined again by Billy. What up, Billy? What's up, man? Happy belated Halloween. Hell yeah, man. How was your Halloween? It was pretty good. I just did kind of the usual. Uh, went to the bars. I actually hit up a club. That was kind of cool. And Philly loves Halloween, man, so everyone was dressed up. It was sweet. Nice, nice. Yeah, I went to a yeah. a party on Friday with a friend. Um, we actually, so this is, <laughs> I had like a full weekend of Halloween shit, dude. It was actually kind of dope. Uh, so as I cracked my beer, um, Thursday, we ended up going to the strip club here in, here in Pittsburgh called Cheerleaders. Oh, man. Um, one of my coworkers participates in a pole dancing class for like, uh, fitness and everything else and stuff like that. Yada, yada, yada. Well, her instructor does a, um, like choreographed like show for the Halloween party at, at the strip club. So she was like, yeah, like we'll, we'll get in and we'll go and we'll just have fun and like chill and like. I literally hadn't really been to a strip club out here yet. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll go. <laughs> Sounds like fun. So I dressed oh, yeah. up as Chewbacca in a Chewbacca onesie and went to the fucking strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. That sounds good. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. Uh, the weirdest part of the night was their like special main event performer was a little person. Yeah! No! Was it? it was, was so weird! What was her outfit? Just a regular <laughs> outfit, but she was three foot six, and it was super oh. weird to me, man. Like, I don't... It's bizarre, but you're never gonna... You're, you aren't gonna get many chances to see that in, like, a regular circumstance, so... I think it's No, no, cool. you're absolutely right. You don't, but it still, like, freaked me the fuck out <laughs> a little bit, because I'm what like... surprise. This person's the size of a toddler, and you guys are all excited about this. I don't know what to do! <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> Real real question is, Brent, did you pay for a lap dance? No. God, no. From from the little... No. I, mean. I didn't pay for any. <laughs> you should. <laughs> if I was there, I would I would have asked everybody to pitch in. You would have definitely gotten one, dude. No. <laughs> just, I don't... That, Next just, time. God, no. Get her name. Mark it down. I'll be there. Her name was Tiny Texie. Oh, Literally, her God. name was Tiny well, Texie. Yes. At, yeah. least, at least she knows who she is. Yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, that shit weirded me out a little bit. And it's hard. I'm already, like, uncomfortable going to strip clubs, anyways. And it's just, like, weird, I guess. I don't know. Welcome to anxiety. Dude, I haven't, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to any of them out here because all I ever hear about is they get shot up and stuff. So I was like, nah. Yeah, that, I get that. Uh, yeah, I did that. Uh, went to a party on Friday with a friend. That was a lot of fun. And then uh, we dressed up as uh, Harry and Lloyd, my coworker Steve, from uh, Dumb and Dumber in the blue and orange tuxedos for work on Sunday, and then got drunk afterwards. And then everybody kept asking Steve if he was Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easily confusable, I guess. Yeah, man. I mean, Willy Wonka wore a purple hey. suit, had a cane. Totally. Yeah, they, you guys should have just picked up Tiny Tina or whatever her name was and had her be a little Oompa Loompa for you guys. God damn it, Billy. <laughs> All right. It just fit too well. On that note, I'm going to have a shot. How about you to start this show off? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Uh, here go. we are, running running away with it right away. Hey, I'm going to uh, take a shot to start the show, but also uh, 
Limp Biscuit has a new album that just dropped recently that I checked out today. Yeah, I listened to like three songs. Uh, it's not the greatest. <laughs> it is literally probably the worst album I've ever heard in my life, dude. It is just complete garbage. And what sucks is it just downward spirals from the top. But whatever, fuck it. Cheers, Go buddy. Birds. Here's to your yeah. biscuit. <laughs> They're so bad, I'm surprised I don't have a tattoo of them on me somewhere. I mean, honestly, it fit well with that mushroom head tattoo. And likewise, the Asking Alexandria <laughs> one. Oh, you! I didn't realize you had an Asking Alexandria <sighs> one. Yeah, I have the lyrics on my forearm. Oh, bro. fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, I can't say a whole lot, like... It's not like you. I have a bunch of bad tattoos, too, so... No, it's cool. Yeah, no, I'm not scared of any of that I mean, shit. legitimately, the one I have on my forearm, my Hot Water Music tattoo, is a form of a meme of, like, mid-30s fucking post-hardcore kid. <laughs> How well, do you so know? is my asking. It was just telling me to <laughs> stop being a bitch or whatever. You know, I'm just like, it's just funny, because, like, that meme is just, like, this dude, and he kind of looks like me, bearded, beanie on... Mm. And it's just like, how I can see. you tell that this is a former post-hardcore kid in his 30s? He has a hot water music tattoo on his right arm. <laughs> he has an alkaline trio tattoo on his left arm. I'm like, don't have the alkaline trio tattoo. We good. <laughs> That's funny. I remember going frolfing with you one time, and uh, you brought a buddy who had the Nora Jean tattoo, and you grilled him for the whole course. And look at us now with band tattoos that have become memes. Oh, I just gave him shit because Norma Jean's a bunch of fucking cockbags. Their lead singer after Josh Gogan's left was a fucking douche. I, listen, I'm just trying to relate. It's funny. Oh, no, it's great. But that was Josh Salakar, and I still I still love him, but he's a turd. <laughs> hey, Norma Jean's not bad. Norma not Jean, bad. No, Norma Jean was fine. I, I, I liked their first album when Skogans was the lead singer. Yeah. As soon as he left, they just kind of got over it. I just wasn't a fan anymore. Well, that's fair. They, didn't, they haven't really grown. No, I didn't digress. really do much else, but and I like Skogan's grown with his other bands he played in. So I like how this has just turned into us talking about music and a podcast to start. Here we are. <laughs> hey, hey! Thanks all to Limp Biscuit. Yeah, thank you, That's Limp Biscuit, for putting say. a new album out of Dad Rock. Right. Don't listen to it, please. It's so bad. <laughs> I never thought oh. I'd hear you actually hate a Limp Biscuit album. I know it hurts me, bro. But I had to. I listened to a couple of them multiple times, and on. Some of them, I had to run downstairs and just put my headphones on Tosh and be like, just listen to this. This it, There was a saxophone and stuff in there. It was bad, bro. That's fucking great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they don't have DJ Lethal anymore. They've just got saxophones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, let's move on from this one. Oh my goodness. We're going to go off on a tangent just having a fucking episode about music at this point. Yeah. Let's move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's roll into week eight. Uh, it actually was a pretty entertaining week of football. We'll just jump into the pickums to start. Uh, Thursday night game. Uh, let me say uh 37 more times. I'm catching myself doing it way too goddamn much, and I'm pissed. But... Just, just edit the shit out. Okay. Oh no, that's what I do. But like, it just pisses oh, me okay. off when I have to edit thirty-seven thousand ums out. It's great. Yeah. Welcome to me. <laughs> Welcome to my dumb brain. Yeah. But moving forward from that, <laughs> <laughs> the game honestly it went completely different than we expected, as we talked about on the last podcast. Uh, we both honestly thought that without Devonte Adams, that the Packers were pretty much toast and it turned out that 
they had a good game plan. Be it be it Lafleur, be it Rodgers, it was a great game plan. They just kind of ran the ball. They found a way to to be able to run. No JJ Watt out there. Granted, his his like stats aren't there, but he does dis. If there was a stat for mayhem caused, he'd be there. Like it, it'd be a thing that was there, but not having all of that defensive line, I think really hurts that defense and getting that pass rush and creating that mayhem up front that clogs running lanes. I, I, this can't be just me thinking this. No, I understand what you're saying. I always love those like uh, almost stats. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if he was there, this would have been accomplished. But I get what you mean. But yeah, like you said, like Aaron Rodgers threw a million times, but he only threw really short. It was screens and all this random shit, and they just stuck to the run. And unfortunately for the Cardinals, Kyler Murray had to put the whole thing on his back again, basically. And it was detrimental. Like, he looked great, but it also, you know, he got a little wild through a couple picks, and it ended up being the deciding factor in the game, man. Well, not even, actually. It was the lazy-ass route by A.J. Green at the end. I was just going to say, I was going to bring that up. Like, thing. we're kind of jumping into, the, jumping into the end of the game. But, yeah, that, yeah. that end of that, the end of that, the game, you almost have to blame A.J. Green on that and not Kyler Murray. Thousand percent. Like. Thousand percent. And, like, getting Dude, into what he you ran said, the laziest route I, I've, like, seen in three. Oh, absolutely. It was the laziest route I've seen in a long time. And I think they were on a different spectrum. I don't know that they knew what they were doing together on that route. Maybe right. it was a different read by them, which is surprising because AJ Green's never been a been an unintelligent. I, he's not a dumb receiver. I feel bad always calling somebody dumb. I don't want to question a player's intelligence by any means. But like at the same time, he's never been this type of receiver to make the wrong read in a formation and then just like kind of stop running his route that leads to an interception. I almost don't think he ever thought the ball was going his way. I think he thought it was a different play entirely because he he just trotted out there. Even if it was an inside throw, he just kind of like lazily turned around, not expecting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It sucks. The other thing that but, I would say hey, too... But the guy who picked it off was... Well, hold on real quick. The guy man, who picked it off is uh, Eagles legend Razul Douglas, my boy, oh, who, who got another Howie victim. Another Howie victim? Well, yeah. the, the one thing that I would say about this one is you kind of said that, like, Rodgers threw it all around. He really didn't. They were pretty even running to passing. He only throws it 37 times in that game. That's a lot of times, bro. 40 times a game is a lot. What I'm saying is he only averaged, like, five yards a pass. So he was just doing oh, yeah, little strings, were... which is just, like, an extension of the run anyway. So they ran the whole time, basically. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I was kind of trying to get into. Like, Rodgers yeah. basically game-managed the shit out of this game, and it was great. Like, he did a great job of doing that. Mm -hmm. Didn't make mistakes. Only took one sack. He only lost – he didn't even lose a yard on that sack. He balled out quick, prevent Jones from coming in and berating you. What else? I mean, what else do you want to do to do? Like seven of his receptions go to the go to the the running back Aaron Jones, and outside of that, I mean, Robert Tunyon had the most yards, and he was hurt in the middle of the middle of the second quarter, right. tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Yeah, I mean, I wish I would have picked up Cobb at least for fantasy purposes because I had a feeling he was going to get like goal line stuff. But I don't know, man. It's weird. Maybe that's the way to beat the Cardinals is just kind of dink and dunk them. And then frustrate them because they're not getting on the field often, which makes Kyler Murray a little erratic. And 
It wasn't like he was getting sacked a million times or anything. No, he only so. got sacked twice in that game, too. So Exactly. I think he just gets erratic when he thinks he has to do too much, and like most young guys, and maybe that's it. That's the key. Yeah. Uh, Packers take that one 24-21. Uh, we, both lo- we both lose. We both took the, yeah. the Cardinals. I did not expect that, but also at the same time, as I said in that last podcast, Thursday games are just a bitch to try and try and pick. Yep. You wouldn't expect Rogers to on see Thursday the best. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's roll into the second game of the week for us: Tampa at New Orleans. Tampa favored by four and a half. Uh, this one worked out perfectly for you, dude. Like you called it in the last episode. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Dumb divisional game, yada yada yada. Tampa, an issue again with another good defense, man. Like this is a this is a this is becoming a thing. They face a legit defense, which. Yes, New Orleans has had a couple games where they're like, oh, is their defense actually legit or is it not? This showed you their secondary is top top tier. This game, I absolutely did. But Tampa, who's supposed to have an elite-level defense also, gets beat up by Trevor Simeon. Like, yeah. When, yeah, dude, Winston going down is almost what won them the game, really, because Simeon comes in all gritty as shit. I wouldn't even it's say that one in the it, game, though, because I think, honestly, this game ends up being a blowout with Winston in there because he can move. Uh, Trevor Simeon just tied. Or it wasn't tied, but it's the longest stretch between touchdown passes in the NFL for a starting quarterback. <laughs> right, but I feel like he was running all over around, too. Like He was, he was kind of like Heineke-esque like with the uh, football team. And I don't know. I feel like his energy kind of like kept the offense afloat long enough that the defense got – Plus, when your starter goes down, it's almost like you step up a little bit, too, at least for that game. You know what I mean? And all they needed was just a little extra burst, and they played the game. Because Brady had crazy stats. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like he had, yeah, he just had turnovers at, like, the worst times. Well, I'd say, uh, I'm going to look that up like the, because I have it here. But, yeah, 28 of 40, 375, nine and a half yards per, per attempt. Uh, four touchdowns. Yeah, it went nuts. Four touchdowns. Yeah. But – Two inopportune interceptions. The one, the last one being on the final drive down one, which wasn't going to help me either way because you know they're just going to get in field goal range. But Brady fails. He fails on a comeback, throws an interception that gets returned for a touchdown. It's under two minutes too, like his patented thing. This is what Brady does, man. And he throws a pick. Six to seal the game. Isn't that yeah. wild? It is wild, dude. Imagine, imagine being Sean Payton. Like as much as I hate that bastard, imagine being him uh, running a team who has picked six to win games against both Manning in the Super Bowl and Brady, like in a huge game today. Like nobody can say that. You know, what I mean, it's almost as cool as like Brady playing in every stadium kind of deal. But like at the like, same you time, beat the best at their best. Are we really giving him credit because he's an offensive guru? He's not a defensive coach. I'm just trying to say he's the head coach because oh, he's yeah. the only one that's been there the whole time or whatever. And everyone loves to blow him anyway, even though he's a little overrated. But, like, he keeps doing this weird shit. No, I get it. It's cool. Absolutely. Hey, I just said I'm again. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is with him, like, he just – somebody at the bar on, on Sunday said it perfectly with him. It's one of those things if he just has a very, very punchable face. Oh, I can't stand him. 
<laughs> I, he just has that face. I you're think, like, I just want to punch yeah. you. Like, you might well, be a good fu- person, but I just want to punch you. Well, he suffers from the syndrome of winning a Super Bowl early as a young, like, likable coach, and they won it in, like, a very cool way against a guy that I couldn't stand in Peyton Manning, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, ever since then, they did dog shit. They were, like, the longest streak of eight and eight seasons in history or whatever, and he had the best quarterback, well, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think he's overrated as shit, but the games like this, he does pull out, and in a way, that is, like, almost why he has kept his job for so long. You know, like, he doesn't deserve to win this game, but at the same time, they just pull this shit out of their ass with, like, random backup quarterbacks, who is a backup to a backup, in my opinion, because Winston's, I think, garbage. So, like, he's still, be- it's weird. It's just, I fi- I had it I feeling like... I don't fully like agree with the, that, that Winston is garbage. I honestly don't. I, like, I, oh, bro. Come on, come on, he had, like, 39 picks last year or something. Whatever, the, the, his last ago, whatever. year that he started, yes, he did. But I also think that he was put in a system where he was asked to fucking... Throw the ball way too much, and not it's rely the same on systems Brady. They didn't have fucking Fournette or anybody, dude, nor the offensive line. I feel like they had Ronald Jones or something, but regardless, they had like yeah, you had Ronald Jones. On. You didn't have I Leonard know. Fournette. You didn't have fucking Shady McCoy there to back up if you needed him. Like they didn't have that. Let's pretend. Like, I mean, you can say pretend all you goddamn want, but at the end of the day, there's not the, – the talent level of that team from Winston to Brady, that year that Winston was there to the Brady year, it's not the fucking same, especially on that offensive line. Uh, Wurtz, the, the defense, fucking, other than like Winfield, was mostly the same. Sue, I guess Sue, Sue but he's – come on. Jason come on. Pierre, motherfucking Paul? Bro, he's not like what? What you're saying? They're adding these guys who had fallen off. Vita on you, Vey? That's why that. That's why that Super Bowl was so cool. Other than beating the annoying ass Chiefs. But, you're, fans but what shit. you're doing though with that team, what you're not understood, what you're not getting at, is the fact that like at the end of the day, you're adding solid talent that is depth. I understand. I get it. No, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, you have you have quality depth is why they are. They here. didn't have quality but, depth when Jameis Winston was there. Now, I'm not saying that that team with Jameis Winston as a fucking quarterback is going to go win the Super Bowl like they did last year. Not saying right. that at all. But I honestly think that seems a playoff team with Jameis Winston, and they probably would have upset somebody in the wild card. Oh, yeah, probably. Well, at the same time, what I'm saying is you can't replace those 30-whatever picks he had. That's just No, absolutely not. But Anybody the- could have had a better year than him. Sure, Kinda. but he still didn't have a like. It, it sucks that he had those turnovers. I get it, shitty thing. But we all love Brett Favre, and he had a lot of turnovers too. Yeah, but come on, he what? come on, whatever. What? All right, it all up. I, Gunslinger, I, did it? I picked it right. Division games. Sean Payton for the win, even though he's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to the next game. Whatever, fine. This we'll go to the next Dallas game. Thing. I'm off on a goddamn tangent. <laughs> whatever. You you got this. I'm glad you're telling me to move on. All right, Dallas at Minnesota. Another one we disagreed on. Another one where I get to fucking yell and be mad about. I seriously thought I like I was golden going into this game. I found out Dak wasn't playing. I'm like, (laughs) no problem, Minnesota all day. No, yeah, I I even put in bets. I was so confident for you, dude. Like. How does Minnesota continue to just fail against shitty quarterbacks? I think sometimes teams 
like it's like their fate is legit written or something. Because this is like a team. This always happens to a Minnesota. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is just what it is, man. This is who they are. Uh, they had the miracle of the Meadowlands, and that exhausted them for another thirty years until they can have another one or whatever. And uh, or Meadowlands, I'm quoting Eagle shit. You know what I mean? Miracle, whatever. Yeah, that terrible place. But it was weird. Yeah, like I said, like 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 you said, there was no deck, no problem. Cooper Rush comes in and just bombs away. Kellen Moore is, and him are high five on every play because everything's going right. It's it's hilarious. They're even doing trick plays and shit. They're throwing balls with what Cedric Wilson or whatever his name is. Yeah, but like ridiculous. The thing that like got me the most in this game, like, and it's it's so stupid. Like, how does Coupon Kirk? Not have the same level of talent yeah. every game. Like, there's games where you're like, oh my god, this dude's hitting everything. He's he's putting it on the money. Jefferson and Thielen and everybody's just making out and it's great. This game, he overthrew Jefferson, I think, four times on wide open routes. And the, the worst part about it's, this is that we're going to have to hear about how good the, the Cowboys defense is later on. And it's like, no. Like, the defense isn't that good. Coupon Kirk just couldn't hit a pass. Bro, as as much as I hate Kirk Coupons, and I've been yelling that he's bad since the, the football team had him, and nobody ever wanted to believe me or whatever, Dallas's defense is pretty good, dude. I hate to say it. They are what they are. They're pretty good. Man. I but, get it. They are good. But I'm still not giving that much credit to Trayvon Diggs. I'm not. Well, it's no, you shouldn't. And they, they used your stat on uh, TV a couple times where he gives up a million yards and all that kind of stuff. But he got hurt even, too. So, yeah, fuck him. Sorry. <laughs> That's rough. But I, I mean, apologize like, for that one, I feel Trayvon. like, well even, with, well, even with coupons, like, screwing the whole game, Minnesota had this, and then they had that random deep bomb from uh, Cooper Rush that goes off the Minnesota dude's chest and yeah. then bobbled up and Cooper caps it. Like, it's, I hate Dallas, dude. Not only do they have the reps on their side at every situation or whatever, they they uh, <laughs> they get dumb crap like this. They're going to start thinking it's like a fateful season, and like maybe who knows, it fucking might be. I'm just going to say this, and fun. I'm, I'm tired of Minnesota pooping on my heart. Yeah. They yeah. literally just like come in, open my chest, and they just poop on my heart. <laughs> Could you I imagine need him to do something fans? good. Dude, my buddy Zach is, and I'm just like, I don't know how you could, how do you deal with this? Like, I, I kind of almost ask you the same thing at times because you were a Philly fan, but you got that Super Bowl <laughs> now. Like, it's like blue balls, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. Like, it's just like, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Fuck! Bro, no. I will forever, I will forever have a massive place in my heart for the Minnesota Vikings because they had that miracle at, at their stupid stadium, right? And then they came down and rock, they did their chant on the Rocky Steps and stuff and came in and just got walked out of that game and the Eagles <laughs> went and won the Super Bowl in their stadium and then stole their draft pick up until well, they got a little bit of revenge with Jefferson but I don't care I'll eat Jalen Rager's career forever for that Super Bowl that I got hey, but uh you should it's they fucked me too though man because I had their defense in this game and I was winning by like uh like three points or something and all this dude had was Dallas's kicker and that Cooper touchdown dropped Minnesota two points, and the kicker got a point or whatever, and I lost by like half a point. 
I just shut my eyes when he caught it. I was like, a fucking close. <laughs> I, like, you I, just related. I don't know how they do it either, because the Eagles spoiled me. I don't know, you know. This is, this is much worse than the Eagles have ever done to me. I just, like, I have to, I have to deal with this now, and Cooper rush to Amari fucking Cooper is going to dash my goddamn dreams. Yeah. And it's haunting me all goddamn week. <laughs> nah, don't let it. So just, bad. just, just bottle that, and then come playoffs, just put all that energy like a spirit bomb with everybody else against Dallas, so they can get the fuck out of there and then go back to being who they are and choking everything away. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. All right. Let's hit it. Let's let's roll into your game. You gonna yeah. eat crow, bud? You That's gonna okay. eat crow. That's okay. And I'm so stoked on this because you didn't have any faith in this fucking game. And the Lions are so fucking bad. Eagles run for 240. Lions were never in it. And I fucking won this one, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, a broke clock is right twice a day, bro. So it is what it is. (laughs) But nah, man, the Eagles win this game against the... Dude, who knew they were really this bad, the Lions? But I digress. They won 44 to 6. Which is a very famous score in Philadelphia, speaking of Dallas. If any Dallas fan listens to this, they should know. But it was... Explain. Have you ever, like... If you're not a Dallas fan, explain. <laughs> All right. Well, in 2009, uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys needed, like, very distinct things to go their way on the very last week of the season to get into the playoffs. But whoever... they And everything rolled out to be perfect. And it was a late, like, 4 o'clock game. And whoever won, Eagles or Cowboys, were going to the playoffs, right? Cowboys roll in, and they throw up a giant turd as the Eagles roll out to 44-6, to and they go on to the NFC Championship where they lose to the Cardinals on some bullshit where the Cardinals go and play you guys and lose by a San Antonio home touchdown. So yes. it could there was two chances we could have had a PA Super Bowl, or should have. Should but, have. Uh, anyway, yeah. That's, the, that's the, 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 the score. Anyway, I digress. Have you ever had, like, a blowout with the Steelers where you beat somebody, but, like, the entire time, you're really not having that much fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's happened multiple times. Against that was the Browns, this game, usually. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. But that was this, bro. It was weird because Hurts still looked like butt, but at the same time, he only threw 14 times. He only completed nine of them, and fucking something like six of them were the Goddard. It's like he didn't do anything. But the Lions were so against stopping the run that Nick Sirianni was like, fuck it then, I'm going to run. And they ran like 47 times or something. Yeah, it was, was something absurd. ridiculous. Yeah, and, and the line, or 46 times for yeah, 236 yards. 46 times like, they, they, they rushed. They didn't give a shit. Like, it was, I never seen a team quit at a kickoff before. It was ridiculous, man. And, and it was just like, I wasn't even having fun, even though, like, the score was awesome. Like, of course, I would have felt worse if it was the other way around. But, uh, I don't know, man. There was even a funny tweet I saw on Twitter where the, uh, it was getting out of hand so bad, and Jalen wasn't doing anything. The tweet was something like, "The Eagles are going to have to start throwing in the second half to uh, <laughs> to uh, so they aren't running up the score." Yeah, you know I saw I mean? that same tweet because they can't throw for shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to have Goff to expect Jalen to do this. <laughs> yeah, Goff was himself. I'm glad everyone's finally going to see this guy for what he is. But at the same time, I felt bad for him. That offensive line refused to protect him. They were getting sacked all day. Our defense changed up, which was sick. We weren't playing just a, a nothing but two deep shell anymore. We actually blitzed a bunch, and maybe that was the key. I don't know. But 
Man Campbell, his face got more and more red as the game went on. I felt really bad for him. Uh, it was bad. I don't know. The Eagles aren't even good, and we steamrolled the Lions, so cried down. I So honestly, like my biggest thing that I say about this one was just like, like going over it, it was like, I think Detroit has just kind of given up. The team just had no heart. I think so. I, that's what I'm saying. I've never seen a team quit immediately like that. You know what I mean? And and it's not like we were even playing that good. It It's just odd because, like, they didn't make any adjustments on the defensive side. It was like, oh, man, we're going to run. It's not like they stopped, It's not like they stuck eight men in the box to, like, prevent the run. They just, like, kept rolling. Like, oh, we're going to prevent the pass. No passes today. And then they're yeah. just running it 46 yeah. times. And it was bizarre as – and, like, the Eagles got fucked me in fantasy, too, because our backup running back is our rookie, uh, Kenneth Gainwell. And they threw him – yeah, they threw him to third string. And they brought up uh, Jordan Howard from the practice squad and, and then relegated to the third string, Boston Scott, and just ran down their throats over and over and over Hang again. Hang on. The thing is that I'm going to say about this is I had Gainwell also. I will flat out say this. Gainwell had 13 rushes, the most of any any player on that team. <clears throat> But he didn't start running until the fourth quarter when our starters were benched. Oh, so that's that's. What so he he was playing with the backups, yeah, and the Lions still had their starters in, but we were just trying to run the clock out. But uh, I don't know, man. It's weird. I, I all I hope is that this is like Sirianni, maybe figuring stuff out a little better, as well as our defensive coordinator Gannon, instead of just trying to hide hurts, you know, and just hope for the best kind of thing. I don't know. I have a bad feeling he's going to come out and just just throw every single down next game, and we're going to lose again. Yeah, by a million. Well, I mean, you guys have the Chargers next week, so it's a possibility. Yeah, at least I get to see a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He hasn't looked good the last two weeks, sadly. Hey, lay off my boy. He's coming around. He's good, I'm, man. That's just, fine. Just I'm going to lay I'm gonna lay off him. All right. Now it's time. It is. Time. <laughs> Steelers Browns. Browns are minus four. Also, I'm just gonna say this out loud already. Yes, I lost the pick'em. Don't care <laughs> because this game made my motherfucking weekend. Fair. Cleveland fans all over Twitter prior to this goddamn game. Chubb is healthy. Our offensive line is healthy. Baker's healthy. The defense is healthy. Miles Garrett's a monster. He's got he's got tombstones in his yard of all the quarterbacks that he sacked. Y'all be real loud in the stadium, but be quiet for the offense. Yeah, how'd that work out for you, Cleveland? You want some crow? <laughs> Maybe go chomp on some Raven. Fuck out of here. Ben Roethlisberger owns you. That's all I got to well, say. Where are, where are you hearing all this stuff? Is there a Follow, lot of Browns so, fans so in Pittsburgh? There, it's not even just Browns fans in Pittsburgh. It's just Browns and Steelers fans on Twitter the last year and a half. So, sure. like, Browns fans have got a big head over the last year and a half. And they're super excited about this wild card win. Like, congratulations. I, I mean, I understand your first playoff win literally as a team since 1999 – I get it. 
but don't get too big of a head and anoint Baker Mayfield as this fucking god when he's not. The point that I knew that this this game was going Pittsburgh's way was when Baker scrambles and barely gets four yards and gets crushed as he goes out of bounds. And he hops up like he just won the WWE Championship and he's (laughs) jumping around and fucking screaming. And the best part is the very next fucking play, Jarvis Landry fumbles the next fucking catch that he makes. Yeah. And guess who hops on it? T.J. Watt. All I have to say, Cleveland, go back to your shanties. I'm over you. Nobody likes Cleveland. It's a garbage town. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is garbage too. I don't even care. It's the mistake by the lake. The mistake by the lake. I bet Urban Meyer likes Cleveland. And he's a mistake too. I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's funny. Is that what you guys yell at them? Shanties? You tell them they're yes. Inside. Go back to your shanties. We're Shooter McGavin. <laughs> like that's that's what I right. feel like at this point. Like no, it's just I'm just over it. Like I'm so over Cleveland fans, man. Like they just bro, beep, 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 fuck off. I'm side of them a little bit, bro. They've had nothing. You've seen those every time they play on primetime, you see those guys wearing a jersey that has like 30 names going down, crossed out and shit. Like they've had nothing to to latch on to. So of course they're going to latch on a Baker. He's cool or whatever. He's in a bunch of commercials and shit. So They've never been able... Here's the thing. They've never, in their entire existence of, like, probably Browns fans that are alive now, have never been able to talk shit. Not one time. You know what I mean? So, let them try. It's funner to break them down now when they think they're good than it was when they're bad. That's so, fair. <laughs> that's enjoy fair. the ride, you know what I mean? You know? I mean, I have to be the full troll on this one, man. I just I have <laughs> Yeah, to. that's fair. Like, I have to. Like, yeah, I yeah. hate... I just hate Cleveland so fucking much. Like it does look very boring there, so I will say that. But they got I free just, beer one time. That's pretty it's, cool. Yeah, because they went home <laughs> sixteen, and Bud Light yeah. did a thing for when they won their next game. When they won, that's fucking perfect. And they had a parade for going home <laughs> sixteen. That's better than anything the Lions do. That's fair. Props. To, they know who they are. Fucking let them be. Who that, they are. Yeah. yeah. I just. It's just one of those things, like, I think it stems from the fact that I just can't stand Miles Garrett as a person. Yeah. Like, the whole Mason Rudolph thing, like, whatever. Fucking throw behind you. He's a piece of shit outside of that. He's been kicked out of multiple games for trying to punch people because he gets frustrated. They're like, I get it. You can be frustrated, but, like, maybe don't be a fucking douchebag. Also, don't claim somebody said a racial slur if they didn't fucking say it. Get out of here. I appreciate him for uh, the storylines, though. You know, he could just be like a cookie cut DN that's really good, and we'd be like, "Wow, like watch out for him." But at least now he has like some craziness kind of. Even when he's bad, it's fun because it, you're like, you know, like, "Oh, I didn't beat the talent; I beat this dork." I'll still take T.J. Watt. Oh, and a million times, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a cookie cutter, but I'll take him every fucking time. He's not really. He doesn't really have a huge personality, but the fucking athleticism of him compared like don't get me wrong like, in this game like miles garrett was a fucking monster in this game he played really well he but, usually is man but he only gets the one sack 
He doesn't make any splash plays that make you win games. Like that's that's what I like de- depend upon as a as a defensive player is you making splash plays. This year, it's the same reason why Pittsburgh fans are kind of like shitting on Mika Fitzpatrick a little bit this year. He hasn't made those splash plays that he's known for so far. He's been burnt a couple times. He just he's not making the interceptions and making the reads that he he had prior. Now. We kind of we've kind of talked like talked about this on this podcast a little before this. That stems a little bit from the fact that we don't have as good of cornerbacks at this point in time. So he's covering that right side as much more often than he is the left, where Hayden is. Because Hayden Hayden's still an elite level corner. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Dude's like thirty seven years old and he's still elite. It's great. But like. Garrett has all these sacks, but like, give me the splash plays. Give me the, give me the, give me the strip sacks. Give me anything else. Like finding the ball in the middle of a pile. Well, I think he's good. I just don't think he's ever going to be, you know, like the big game changing DNs like JJ Watt and shit like that. You know what I mean? I think he's like just the tier below. He's going to be great, and some games he is going to make some crazy plays, but most of the time, he's just going to be kind of like an annoying dude. Yeah, and like the thing yeah. I, want, I want to say about it is like he he's always going to have those stats. Like he's good. He's he was on pace right now yeah. for a sack record, and that's that's fucking great. I just don't. It sounds facetious because I'm saying this because I'm a Steelers fan, but I think that T.J. Watt doesn't get as many sacks, but he makes more splash plays. I think that his sacks create more turnovers. I think that TJ Watt can drop back in coverage and do things that certain players like Miles Garrett cannot do. Miles Garrett is amazing at that defensive end spot, but you're not making splash plays. Well, you're, that's a little different though, because you guys play, TJ Watt is free to run and shit. Whereas Miles Garrett, he's a straight up four three DN, right? They run a four three. No, they move him around. So he moves around all the time. They put him in Joker and shit. Yes. Well, at the same time, though, like I bet he's a better DN than TJ is a DN. But at the, but TJ is a better in a traditional freelance. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's just the difference of who they are. But like a traditional four three is not going to make that many plays unless you are just some just amazing phenomenal monster like I like said, which, uh, JJ watch it. Yeah, well, that's a D-tackle, though. But what I'm saying, you know, like the Reggie Whites and shit. Like, yeah. th- that's just another class. If you're if you're just great, you're only going to get – you might get a three-sack game, but you might go five games with nothing. I think you know the thing I mean? that, that just... gets me the most on him – and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, dude. I apologize. No, you're good, bro. Uh, I think the thing that gets me the most with Miles Garrett is he like – he yeah, good, do it. We need to do that because I have to fucking get ready to take this shitty shot here in a second. Yeah, good. That's right. So – <laughs> I think the biggest issue that I have with Garrett is I, I, I try to – I put him up with not only T.J. Watt, but I put him up against Cameron Hayward. And, like, Hayward's a perfect example of a defensive end in a 3-4, okay, <laughs> that creates stats, but he's also such a fucking menace that, like, he's now the the only other defensive lineman to be graded higher than Aaron Donald in the last five years. Well, same relation, though. Take Hargrave in your defense compared to our defense. He's a fucking monster in ours, whereas yours, he was, he was a gap eater, which, like, what? is he's good at, but that's not his game. 
so, like... No, 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 go, go, go on, go on. Go on. Say, keep, keep no, on. I'm just saying, like, it, like, it just depends on the defense, though. I understand what you're saying, but I think if TJ Watt was drafted by somebody else, I don't think you'd be thinking about him as great as he is right now, I guess. I, I don't just, disagree uh. with you there. I don't disagree with you there at all. But what I was going to say about Hargrave is as much as he was a gap eater, he was still expected <clears throat> to be able to pass rush. And that's where he made his money. Like he still had, yeah. I think, seven and eight sacks consecutive six seasons for Pittsburgh. That's unheard of. Casey Hampton is possibly the best nose tackle in Pittsburgh's system that's ever been there. Big fucking snack. Love that dude. But he didn't do what like Javon Hargrave did. But that also comes down to the style of defense has changed. So Pittsburgh's defense is technically, yes, still a 3-4. But a lot of times you'll watch that game and guys like Cameron Hayward and Stephon Tewitt when he's healthy aren't lining up at the defensive end spots. A lot of times we're running two defensive linemen out there and that's it. The rest of them are linebackers and secondary. Defensive backs. And those guys are lining up in different spots. They're just kind of running a, a as you said, a joker somewhat. And yeah, it's like the three fours version. I understand it because you're putting all the athleticism on the field at once. Yes. I get it. And that's what happened with but, Hargrave with, with that Seawars defense. It sucks because I really wish we I really wish that Hargrave was here one more year just to see what that defense would have looked like. Because, like, we brought Tyson Alualu in, and it worked well for the, like, run-stopping. We never had that pass rush. with Like, I can tell you this right now. Just Stephon Tewitt, Tyson Alualu, and Cameron Hayward, just those three would be fucking monstrous as a pass rush. You need all five offensive linemen just to take those three guys on. Bro, he's fantastic here. So I can only imagine, like, like our defense isn't that good, and he's still over there. He's at like seven or eight sacks or something. I think. Yes, so, it's nuts. Yeah. And like, that's what thing. That's the thing. That, like, look, look what's happened with Bud Dupree. He's he's in Tennessee, and he hasn't really done a whole lot yet this year. He's still good, but like now they can key in on him. They don't have the defensive line help. They don't have like the thing that I think we miss most about Bud Dupree is his attack on the run from the opposite side. He would come down from the opposite side on a, a run that was going to the right side from his left and track that run down before it got outside of the backfield. He's that fast for that big of a dude. Yeah. We don't really have that quite yet because Highsmith hasn't learned that side. But I just I, I think I, I, I'm shocked a lot of times at how good of defensive pressure, like that, that quarterback QB pressure that Pittsburgh gets with certain random ass guys. Like, put two elite guys out there, and you're, you're watching Khalil or Carlos Davis and fucking Isaiah Bugs get pressure in on the quarterback because they're so worried about Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. Isn't it weird that some teams will just forever be known for a specific thing? You know what I mean? So, yeah. the Eagles are always have a dope D line, almost always. Forever. Always. And you guys always run the three four almost like to perfection, in my opinion, or whatever. But you're like, like there are other teams that do it really well, like Denver and their run and shit. But yeah, and like it's weird that they stick like that. Like I agree with you is what you're saying. You can put people out there and they're always getting pressure and shit. I think I just think it's just the mystique of the Steelers and the three four. That's why it's always the way it is. 
Well, that 3-4 was started with Dick LeBeau. He came, he left, and then it just kept going on. Um, right. But even Dom, without Dom him, it's, Capers, it's still existing. Oh, absolutely. And, like, the thing yeah. is, is, like, Butler, who we have right now as our D coordinator, is a LeBeau, like, disciple. And when Tomlin came in, he was a cover two dungy guy. So he was a 4-3 cover two dungy guy. And he... Fair took that defensive idea and then merged it with the three, four with LeBeau and, and he kept LeBeau on and he like learned from him. And like, this is one of the reasons why I think that I will always just respect Tomlin as a coach. And I don't ever, I don't, I don't want to ever see Pittsburgh fire him at this point until we have a losing season consecutively, like two of them in a row. Tomlin's the guy. Nah, <clears throat> even longer than that you gotta because droughts happen man i think that's the one thing that sucks about the modern nfl to be perfectly honest because i would have kept as as bad as it spiraled at the end with doug peterson i would have kept that fucking guy for f- five more years or something at least you know what i mean yeah absolutely andy reed lost three straight a- nfc championships and then a Super Bowl, which we got cheated out of, by the way. And then lost another NFC Championship later in his career to then be fired, go to the Chiefs, repeat the same fucking thing, but win one. Like, just keep them around. They obviously know what the fuck they're doing. Like, yeah, you want the next guy that's going to hit it off quick and shit, like Sean Payton, who's never ever done it since then, by the way. But it's it, that, those are a dime a dozen. So I think you should keep Tomlin forever. I do too. Until he doesn't, he just falls apart clearly or something. But like speaking of that, like, so one of the big things that happened, I don't know if you saw it or whatever, but uh, there was a talk from a couple of different people that he was going to be possibly in the running for the college jobs. Uh, Did you see his uh, rebuttal to what he was asked if he was thinking about taking? Yeah, which is a perfect response, because why would you? He's not like a limp dick like uh, Urban Meyer and and uh, Saban and stuff. That's that's the that's the chicken move, man. So the thing that makes me laugh the most about it is the fact that his response was, "There's not a booster out there with a big enough blank check to get me out of here. I am yeah. literally at one of the best jobs in all of football, if not the greatest." There's going to be a lot that would have to happen for me to leave here. I'm not saying never, because you should never say never, but never. You know, what's funny is is I, I hate that speech only because I know the boner that it, it's going to give you. Because if an Eagles coach ever said that to the public, I'd be fucking running up and down the streets. But that's like the, the most perfect response that any fan could ever hear or player. You know what I mean? Like, there's no doubt. I am who I am. We're going to do this shit until you don't want me around anymore. You know what I mean? It's awesome. I agree completely. It's just one of those things. He's just been such a great coach. And I'm only talking about this. I'm literally just going to, you know, keep talking to prevent myself from... Taking this horrible fucking shot. God damn it. Hey, yeah. We we have enough Steelers on this podcast. Let's get that shit out of here. (laughs) All right. Uh... Let's take this shot. I'll take one with you at least, but it won't be bad. That's fine. I got a. I didn't. I couldn't find any more wicked fucking pickle. 
I haven't seen them. So I grabbed a random ass new one. That just sounds terrible. Let's hear it's it. It's a 99 peaches. No. Hunter proof peach liqueur. No. That's high school shit. Good luck, bro. God, I hate this. Well, pick better. Cheers. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Yeah, 99 peaches. How was that? Not good, man. <laughs> I know this isn't audio medium, but if you saw my face right now, it'd be real Looks bad. Good. <laughs> Looks good. Oh, God. So like Peach a, is, a, is, a ve- is a very delicate flavor, I feel like, with alcohol, dude, and they always fuck it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> as, a, as a, like, side note on this one, just because it's fucking funny at this point in my eyes. Um, <laughs> fuck. Ugh, it's still just lingering in my fucking mouth. Oh, my God. So, I went to the Fine Wines and Good Spirits today to like, grab this, and no joke, like... Like, walked in, I was wearing my fucking denim jacket and beanie and shit. And <laughs> I go up to, like, buy stuff. And then, so, if you didn't know this, Rumplemints is, uh, has been, like, hard to get in PA lately. Good. Fuck you. That's the, I, I hated that craze more than any of our drinking crazes ever, dude. That Rumplemints was a uh, a gift from the devil. It's that a was delicious bad. gift. It's a delicious ah, gift. I hate mint so much, dude. But okay, <laughs> so yeah, I ran sorry. in. I noticed they had Rumple, so I grabbed a bottle because I had I like having some Rumple in my fridge every once in a while. I like doing those shots, so I did that. The worst fucking part about. What happened today is I go up and I'm trying to find shitty shots. And I was like, oh, you guys don't have any Wicked Pickle. The girl was like, no, 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 we don't. I'm sorry. So, okay, well, I'm just going to pick my hand in here and pick some of this 99 banana or 99 fucking whatevers. And I got a peach. I'm like, this sounds terrible. Here we go. She turns to me and she goes, yeah, what are you buying that for? So I kind of was like, yeah, we do a podcast. I'm doing this fucking thing. And it's a terrible, terrible, terrible blues. She goes, <laughs> that's cool. You're giving off some real big Jeff Tweedy vibes. I was oh, like, "Oh, is that what that post was?" Yes, I, I didn't understand that. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if you don't know who Jeff Tweedy is, he's guitarist for Wilco, yada yada yada. And I just was kind of like laughing, like I like Wilco a lot, but like I did not expect to like have that. Wait, is he uh, is he good, is, or is he one of those like emo bands who like really young women and shit? He's good. He's not an emo. Okay. I was wondering, uh, it's a weird thing to say to somebody. But like, you give off this very specific person's vibes when it's not like a story behind it. No, no, not at all. You're good. Not at all. It, 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 I actually don't mind this. I just didn't see how she got it because he has like a full beard and everything else. I was just <laughs> laughing. Like It just made me laugh. Yeah. But yeah, it was just funny as fuck. <laughs> 
The lingering taste in my mouth is horrible, dude. I don't get it. Horrible. I don't get the peach and mango craze. It all tastes like to steal a line from like Tosh or something. It's like laundry detergent, dude. You know what I mean? It's just that's not good. So now that we got that absolutely horrible shot done that I still taste and it's fucking horrible. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. The Jay Z song, Ninety Nine Peaches. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, let's talk about like kind of the rest of uh, the week. Um, <laughs> fuck you. We're just gonna, you know, play some Sarah McLaughlin music in the background here and talk about how my fantasy season is fucking over. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Hurt. Possibly out for the rest of the season. Liz Frank. Yeah. That's a doom. That's a doom injury, man. They signed Adrian Peterson today, so you know it's serious. Bro, I don't even think that's the proper move to do. I actually heard this, funny enough, on an Eagles podcast. I feel like there's, there is literally not anyone on earth that can replace the production that Henry does. And probably not even two-thirds of it. You know what I mean? Just the, just the way... What he does to a game, not even his production as far as stats, just beating people up all day, you might as well just sign a receiver and just hope Tannehill can do what he can do until Henry comes back if he does. If not, you ain't going to do shit anyway. Come on, let's be real. Yeah. I think they just kind of want a workhorse back because that's what they want. They think that Adrian Peterson still can be that guy. I just don't think AP is going to be that that guy, bro. He was hardly a guy last time he played. Yeah. I mean, he was, though. Like, honestly, in Washington, he was fine. I just don't think that he actually got the opportunity in Detroit to be that guy. I don't, I'm not saying that he's like a fucking all pro by any means, but I think he's just fine. I'm just more disappointed because I was all excited because this was going to be my fucking thing. I had Josh Allen and Derrick Henry <laughs> in almost every league, and I was going to fucking run the fucking playoffs. We're going to be great. It's awesome. That's down the shitter now. And I'll have to That just it. ruins so many. Yeah, that ruins so many people's fantasy years, bro. Yeah, it does. Absolutely <laughs> fucking does. But, yeah, it is what it is. So, as just a fan, I'm sorry he did go down. I wanted him to three-peat. That's all I'll say about it. That sucks. I did, too. I honestly did, too. And, well, like, it sucks because we're kind of, like, cutting short on this one, I guess, to a point. But, like, we'll hop through. But it just sucks because, like, I don't ever want to see anybody get hurt. And this is one of the dumbest injuries you end up having hurt you. It's not like this dude tore his ACL. It's not like this dude broke his leg. He literally just had a fucking Liz Frank. He got stepped on, and it just broke the tiniest little bone, and it just causes so many problems. It's the doom injury. Like I said, it's stupid. It it takes everybody. But let's just jump into the rest of the week, and uh, not a whole lot went on, but Jets upset the Bengals. Mike White. Mike White. Look at this guy. Did you, yeah, what? out of nowhere, uh, the crowd was chanting uh, Zach Wilson who or some shit like that at one point. <laughs> Jesus Christ, welcome to Bro, New York can, can you New imagine? Jersey. They were making jokes like what – this is obviously like hyperbaric or whatever. But like what, what happens if Mike White just Tom Brady'd Zach Wilson, you know what I mean? Like – 
stole his show. That would be hilarious, to be completely honest. Props to him. Thank God. I mean, I know it's your division and all that stuff, but I thought it was fucking... This is a game that they should have won, and this just helps Pittsburgh out at the end of the day, because, like, we need a lot of help if we're going to try and win the division. This helps. Oh, no, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, that sucks for the Bengals, though, man, for sure. I had a bet on that game, too. I thought the Bengals were going to just walk them out of the fucking stadium, dude, but... (laughs) Unreal. I mean, everybody, I think, did. And they honestly, they, they scored, what, like two touchdowns in the last five minutes of the game to win it? So Yeah, they came, what, it was 22 points or some shit in the fourth quarter or something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, Just props to him. Go Mike White. There you go. Mike White. Yeah. He's going to be the new Mike Jones. He's going to get his number out there. You call him, you find out Mike Jones. Sure. But it's Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, Pats upset the Chargers. Herbert had a second game in a row where he did not look great. This one causes you more speculation because it was in San Diego and not on the East Coast. Do we worry about him? Do we worry about him? No. I don't, bro. San Diego doesn't have any fans, man. It's a known thing that any opposing team comes in, they own the stadium. That's fair. It is what it is. But I think Herbert's good. Something about... So here's the thing, like... It's it's awesome to see Brady fucking succeed and and clearly be the reason why the Patriots were like so phenomenal for so long. But Bill is still an awesome coach at the end of the day. And as bad as that squad might be, or maybe as mediocre as they might be overall, they're still extremely well coached. And the Chargers are like young and upcoming, and somebody like Herbert coming in, and you know, looking at that guy on the other sideline, sometimes that fucking is overwhelming. I'm not worried about him. It sucks. They should have beat him by, like, ten points, to be honest. Yeah. But don't worry. He's got a uh, powder puff team this week. All right. He's got, he's I'm got running the this same this strategy. I'm running this same strategy again. Well, See how let's just make that segue right in. Uh, well, we can't, though, because we have, we have one more thing to talk about. Yeah. What's that? Oh. Vaughn Miller traded to the Rams for two late-round yeah. draft picks in 2022. That's a Super Bowl run move, man. It is. Go Rams, I guess, huh? Absolutely. It's a huge move on their part. Yeah. I still don't quite understand the side of the Broncos with this, but I also know that they're basically just calling this year kaput. It makes sense, bro. Vaughn Miller's his legs are getting a little long. You know, you might as well sell while you can. Well, they're getting because something you're not, out of him. Yeah, you're not going to win the Super Bowl within the next two, three years, most likely. You know, unless like an Aaron Rodgers rolls in there or something. And sell them all you can. The Rams, for some reason, keep pushing all the chips in every single year. They have, what, two picks this year or something crazy like that? Fifth and two seventh-rounders. Uh, yeah, well, they have a compensatory, I guess, in the third because they hired a black coach or something. So No, 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 they just hired uh, a coach from somebody else. Their, oh, their that's coach what, was hired from somebody else. Oh, yes. well, whatever, dude. Regardless, they well, regardless, they still push all the chips in for what feels like the last three or four years. And good luck. They, I don't think they look amazing or anything, but yeah, now's no. the chance, um, I suppose. The biggest issue we run into here for them, we're starting to see now with like <laughs> the deadline for the NFL for trade deadline. We've never seen many like huge pickups or drops or anything like that. We're starting to see it happen, and then on top of it, teams are 
holding like salary and shit for it. Like of the fucking nine point seven million dollars that's owed to Von Miller for the rest of the year, nine million dollars is going to is being paid out by the Broncos, even though he's being he's playing for the Rams. Yeah, it's like an NBA trade. Or an NHL trade. Well, whatever, you know what I mean? Like you're just just get the you get the stuff off our books and Yeah. It is what it they is. Just, they're taking him, they're giving they're giving mm-hmm. some draft picks and here you go, here's compensatory, you know, here we go, this is what it is. And yep. we'll pay his salary basically, but you pay a little bit. It makes you underneath the salary cap and we're good. You buy draft picks. That's basically. literally what they're doing. They're they're paying yeah. nine yeah, million dollars yeah. for two draft picks in the later rounds of twenty twenty two. I think it's a good move for both people, dude. Might as well. I do too. Yeah. It help it helps. I wish, LA. I wish it would help more often, to be honest. Well, you just have to have teams willing to do it. Pittsburgh's yeah. gonna get Maybe dog shit for Melvin Ingram here soon, so I can't believe he still did that. Like you signed here knowing what your what your what your actual job was gonna be, what it was gonna entail. Like you're gonna be a spot guy, you're gonna be the guy that comes in probably forty forty percent of the plays on defense, you're gonna be a fucking speed rusher. That's it. And now you're upset. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, Melvin, is Melvin he coming Ingram up? came out this week and said he wanted a he wanted a trade. From Pittsburgh. Where is he going to go? What is the, That's what I always wonder. Like, where do they? What do these people expect, bro? You ain't going to go to the. Uh, well, yeah. Who would you go to? The Bills or something? They don't need your ass, dude. The only other team that had interest in signing him was was the Chiefs. And they're toast. That's even worse. Hey, if the Chiefs want to give us something for Melvin Ingram's one True. million dollar yeah, salary, right. we'll take a fucking seventh round draft. <laughs> Bro, the Eagles did because trade Joe Flacco it, for a six, so I exactly, yeah. I get exactly. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, like for Pittsburgh, it's like, dude, if you don't want to play here, then yeah, we're not going to play you. And it's an exact example it was this week. Like he literally did not. He was a he was a healthy scratch. He was inactive. He'd been active all every single game prior. So let me let me look here, and we're gonna give a double check. But the Titans and Rams still has no uh, actual line. We're going to roll with the Toilet Bowl game for week nine. Uh, Dolphins, Texans? You're damn right. Instead of who? Rams, Titans. All right, perfect. That's fine. Titans are out on uh, on my interest anyway. To be to be honest, I don't disagree, but it's just a matter of like if there's an actual line, I'm like I kind of want to bet it. it's the biggest game of the week, man. All right, we'll bet it. Uh, that'll be that'll be a half a point just off show. That'll decide. There's a that? line. That's a mystery. So we're gonna make this decision live on air right uh, now. All right. Right now. Week nine. Right now, right now. The Rams are now favored by seven and a half. Tighten up, dude. Isn't that what they say? All right. Tighten up. Oh, dude, seven and a half? That's unfair. I understand that Henry's hurt, but it's, it's, come on. 
I'm just saying that that's what it's at now. What time is this being played? Is this a nooner? That's a Sunday night game. <laughs> one Sunday night, perfect. Boom, Titans, dude. Hey, I'll take it. Are we making this pick right away? Give me, give me two seconds here, bud. Jesus. Well, I Christ. make, I make, I'm making the pick. You can do whatever you want. No, I'm this just, like, I'm peasy. literally trying to just make this work, and my fucking, this is all just going haywire right now. Still on week eight. Oh. Yeah. If you're actually, like, you're, you're, so we're using this one. Yeah, why not? If if uh, there's a line, I thought that was the agreement or yeah, whatever. No, 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 I don't yeah, give a yeah, shit. It's fine. And yeah. it's prime time, right? So uh, I'm taking Titans. I'm that's taking a the crazy line. So. That's a crazy line, dude. That's crazy. That's, it that's is. A, all right, whatever. That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, that's fine. You 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 take the fucking Titans all day. I'll I will take the fucking Rams. I ain't even worried. I ain't even worried. Like I said, you've been what back to back losses. Let's go. Bro, don't even start <laughs> your shit. All right, what's next? All next right, game. Next, next. Browns at Bengals. Bengals are favored by two and a half. You go first. It's your division. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Brent's taking the goddamn Bengals because the Browns are garbage. Yeah. Also, like Brent, I'm sorry. It's at Cleveland, or sorry, it's at Cincinnati. I, I yeah, it's at it's at Cincinnati, man. Like I'm I'm done. Like Cleveland is not as good as they make it out to be. They're not. It's weird. It's weird because it's it, it's like a bounce back game for either team. Both of them need this, but at the same time, it's a division game, so it could be weird. Like my heart wants to take the Browns because like that's it feels like that what that is what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they they aren't very good, and the Bengals have talent, bro. I'm taking I'm taking the Browns. Put it put the Browns down. I bet they have their defense shows up for once. Chubb, they're all healthy supposedly. You say, and the Bengals aren't. So give me brownies. I don't care what happens. I hate you so much. But also, it makes, okay. for, it's, it's, it makes for good podcasting, so it's great. Exactly. Right, exactly. So Every time a- I pick against you, I win. So that's what we're doing. I'm going to give this option to you. So we have two games that we can choose from for this third game. Vikings at Ravens or Texans at Dolphins. I'm not going to tell you the, the, the spreads, even though you'd probably look at your email and see them. Yeah. But your pick. Which game do you Bro, want to pick for this? I feel like this is like painful for you because you love your division so much, and that division is really boring, to be honest. But no. I... I'm going to pick Texans-Dolphins for one. Eagles need that Dolphins pick. Two, it's both top three picks, bad teams. And three, the spread is enormous, dude. That seven-point spread is... What the hell are we doing with this spread, Vegas? Bro, we got to pick that game. But yeah, I'm making you fun. pick it first. Texans-Dolphins. So to... Vins yes. minus seven, and a, seven, seven points. Like, you know what? Go for it. I'm a Finns fan. Let's go yeah, Dolphins. Dude. Let's That's go right. Tua. That's right. I'm in there too, bro. I can't help it. It's too Are exciting. You a Fins? I'm You're t- a Finns guy. Huh? I gotta be. I gotta be, dude. I'm like so excited about this. I'm about to watch Ace from Tour or something, dude. Like this is a good. <laughs> this is a good game. 
Seven points? That's so dumb. That's so dumb. So you're taking the Dolphins. They're minus. Yes, yes, the, the, the Dolphins are favored by seven. Oh. Damn it. Uh, I'm doing it anyways. I'm still taking them anyways, dude. Let's go. All right. All right. All right, let's roll with uh, Chargers at Eagles. Yeah. Two and a half. Chargers are only favored by two and a half. I'm making That's you pick ridiculous. this ridiculous. I'm making you pick this one because I'm almost probably going to pick the opposite way. I don't think you because... are. Yeah? I don't think you are. Well, yeah. maybe for the for the game probably. I so see. the only thing that well, worries me about this game is that the NFL did the Chargers a gift by giving them the 4 o'clock game and not the fucking 1 o'clock game. That's bullshit in my eyes. Yeah. And the Eagles almost always lose at 4 o'clock, it feels like. Hey. I <laughs> I think for the betting purposes, because t- we bet on spreads, but not by who wins, I'm taking the Eagles on the spread. I think it's going to be less than a two-and-a-half-point game, huh? No, the Chargers are favored by two-and-a-half, right? Yeah. So if the Chargers I'm, win by a field goal, they win. But if but if the Eagles win by a field goal, they win. I win. Right. Yes, that's what I'm taking. Well, I'm taking the Eagles, and the Eagles are winning this goddamn game. Anyway. I, I just said that I'm taking the Eagles, too, but I'm not taking them to win the actual fucking game because I don't think that's fucking true. <laughs> They're winning this I think motherfucker the Chargers- outright. <laughs> That's whatever, dude. Go, go you, I guess. Congratulations. I'll give I, you a Hurts jersey to wear. I think, I think I th- yeah. Hey, the Eagles win this <laughs> game outright. You buy me a Hurts jersey, I'll wear that Hurts jersey. I own one, bro. I'll let you squeeze into that motherfucker because I really kind of don't care what happens to it. I am way too fast. That's okay, bro. We'll try. We'll try. Well, you can wear it to the tailgate and everything. But... Uh, <laughs> Chargers are winning, but I'm taking the Eagles for the bet, dude, for sure. All right. There we go. We've disagreed on two of four so far. Uh, yeah. Now it's to find out if we disagree on the Steelers versus the Bears. Monday night football comes back to Pittsburgh. <sighs> I am going to be at this game. Oh, I was hoping so. I was about to, like, make... Say, I was about to say, if you aren't going to this game and the price is reasonable, I'll split it with you because this sounds exciting. Oh, <laughs> honestly, I, the Bears too. It's so. I'm funny. gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna shout out my buddy Mike Cottle. He is fucking dope as shit. He's a super do super fucking awesome BMX guy. Is a bike mechanic cool. and brewer at Allegheny City here in Pittsburgh. And he literally texted or hit me up like three weeks ago. He's like, hey, dude, I got two extra tickets to this game. You want to go to the game with me? I'm like, hell yeah, bro. In. Going to the game. Doing it. So, yeah, we're going to the game on Monday. I'm super stoked. Steelers are minus six and a half. And that fucking (laughs) amount scares the shit out of me. It's so crazy. You guys but love playing down to your competition, bro. And you're going to be do. at the game. You're, they do. you're due for a disappointment. But what I will say is Pittsburgh does not not show up in primetime games. Also fair. And when was the last time the Bears had? 
I mean, I can't remember. I'm just going to say this. TJ Watt, he might make Justin Fields a graveyard. He'll just dig it up and throw him in. What's your pick? I'm going to be a homer. I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, man. The spread is what's crazy, dude. Yeah. Right? They have to win by a touchdown. And right, honestly, I I'm just, I, I, I think that Pittsburgh's defense actually frustrates the shit out of Chicago. They're also bringing Nagy back. He's good to go yeah. from fucking COVID. And that helps me just be even more happy because he's a terrible coach. Bro, I just feel like the Bears, they're not going to get embarrassed on prime time. So my only worry is that it might be close until the fourth quarter and we get a TJ Watt strip sack or something that ends it or some dumb shit. That because that spread is what freaks me out. I get it. This is what? What is this? Monday night? Monday night football, bro. <laughs> Taking bears. Write it down. Buy your shot now. Pre-order that pickle or whatever you need to do. <laughs> Bear down. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Look, I got out of Marshall in the fucking chat now. Hey, listen, bro. I I got to root for him a little bit, but it's just too much. Seven points. It's weird. Fucking prime times are weird. They're they're prime time for a reason, you know. They schedule these things for an exact science, and it's very rare you get a blowout. So I'm taking the Bears. That's fine. I'll send you a Snapchat while I'm fucking chugging a beer inside Heinz fucking field, bud. That's perfect. I don't give a shit if you win, as long as you win by less than seven points. That's fair. That's fair. Well. That was a good, 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 good fucking <laughs> oh, yeah? shit show of a fucking podcast today. I got, I got all my fun shit out. Got to make fun of the fucking Browns. Hey, hey, can I end with one small rant about my boy, yeah, Mr. West? You can. So. There had been multiple analysts and and tweeter peoples. God sending this boy for two weeks, right? Because of these wins over terrible teams and shit. And the beginning of this game, this last game. And then in comes Proto Wentz. Pick six while he's in the end zone getting sacked because he just throws it up because Brett Favre's his favorite player ever who actually doesn't even like him as a quarterback, which is really hilarious. Pick six, and then we go to OT, and Carson gets his chance. They get the ball and shit. First down. This dude bombs it into triple coverage for a pick, and they end up losing the game. It's so fucking perfect. And their their fans now and their beat writers are claiming that they should bench him, but they can't. Because if you ever bench Wentz, his mind will unravel forever, dude. And you just paid this dude a bajillion dollars and traded for him. So they're going to play him forever, and we're getting that first-round pick. So the Eagles are going to be like one of the first teams since the Cowboys to have three top ten picks, bro. It's just glorious. They have the same record as the terrible Eagles. It's so fucking good. Oh, man, he can only beat bad quarterbacks just like the Eagles, and we don't even have a quarterback. So it's just... What a glory. What a glorious sight to see, dude. I think I'm more excited to the fact of how excited you are that Carson Lynch is sucking. Like, Jesus I need Christ. that pick, and I'm also – I like being reassured of my opinion because I was out on him the second he took that concussion in 2019, and I was done. And what's annoying 
it's really funny as you listen to his press conferences after games still and he says the exact same rhetoric dude like he throws this pick into triple coverage in overtime and he he gives all the credit to the defense and and he'll he'll like never take accountability for him being the idiot in any of these scenarios and i'm so glad he's gone he has talent for the days but like ben simmons he won't take coaching so he won't ever take accountability and i'm just glad he's done I guess that's like it's. I'm trying to explain my uh, Carson's a bitch outro every time, and, and and hopefully the world's finally seeing this fucking idiot for what he is. Well, speaking of the Carson's a bitch outro, you ready to do a shot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's outro? get out of here. Let's do it. I, yo, I ran out of booze, so I'm taking it in E and J Apple oh as God. Philly. As Philly, uh, that's the most Philly shot ugh. I think I've heard. It's fucking true. They love it. Cheers, right. homie. Uh, go Stillers. I'll be at the go game. Birds. We're recording next Tuesday after, I'm assuming at this point, if you can make it. But if not, uh-huh. we'll make it fucking work. We'll figure it out. Cheers. Go Birds. Ooh, that's fucking miserable. It just makes you Ooh. want to say fuck Wentz, doesn't it? Carson Wentz. Wentz. Wentz? Carson Wentz is he's still a bitch, bro. God you're you just you just <laughs>